Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. Welcome back to Torn, finding a mom-life balance. Today's episode, we're celebrating Hispanic and Latinx Heritage Month. So memes, I know I got this question a lot when it kicked off. Why October 15th or September 15th? Like, why are you guys talking about the, yeah, yeah, the, the middle of the month? (laughs) So I thought it was a perfect opportunity to kind of think through this and share with everyone, like why personally we embrace the month and what it means for our culture since we are Hispanic and Latinx heritage. Yeah, I so funny enough, I couldn't list all the countries, but just for anyone who doesn't know why it's the 15th, it's based on uh, Latin American independence days that land between those dates. It's Correct. very strange. But we, but of course, our culture would have the one that doesn't start at a set beginning of a month and ends in the middle and is at the beginning of the school year. And so it's really hard to make sure you're honoring it <laughs> efficiently in those spaces because you're revved up for so many other things that time of year but yeah definitely um enjoy finding new unique ways you know to celebrate that and make it special and get to know ourselves our heritage and pass that on to our families in different ways each year so yeah it's definitely a good time to focus in because they'll you know Uh, And thankfully, this time around, like, I feel like it's gotten more publicity. And so schools are actually getting on board and recognizing it as well, which is encouraging and exciting to see. And I've even seen it more focused on even in my workplace. Um, Like on September 15th, we actually had a cafecito hour. So Mm. that was a lot of fun. (laughs) That's nice. Yeah, it was very, you know, it was very amazing to me because honestly, I was like, oh, really? We got that many bodyguards working here? <laughs> Represent. <laughs> like, and where also, have you people been? <laughs> but I, I think that's the part um, that I, I really wanted, you know, on our podcast for us to also have our own tradition highlighting our heritage, but just the practice of embracing that because I think the more... You know, there's not one month to highlight any, you know, the bound, it's not bounded by that. But I think the more people make a concerted effort, right? Like, as we're talking, we'll be sharing a couple of, of lists that were available from the way it's highlighted in the library to how some publishers highlight it, the way it's highlighted in bookstores, the sections that will, you know, embrace diversity but also like elevating voices and making that a practice in a way for us to authentically learn about other cultures and deepen our understanding of our own I think um, is definitely a trend that I, I like the way it's leaning and if we could continue to do that it would be 
it would feel less like it's a they're obliged to and more like we're just <laughs> curious and and eager to embrace uh the mix that we have in our country uh, of course everyone has to understand <laughs> our Hispanic heritage and our Latinx culture. No, I'm just kidding. But for me, I, I've embraced the mom to be more intentional, kind of like you were saying, and like the literacy and story time traditions that I have with my kids, instead of just reading the story, we actually go back and look at the, where it originated from and the different things that influence the story because our culture is so influenced by so many other cultures mm-hmm. that it creates this beautiful melting pot. Of, and because my boys are half Caucasian and half <laughs> Latin, you know, they get a whole different aspect of it. And so this time around, we actually not only read stories that have like the story half in English, half in Spanish. Um, we've actually been listening to other folks talk about what it's like to be raised in a Latin home where you kind of speak Spanglish mm-hmm. or you don't fully speak Spanish 100% fluent and you don't also speak English 100% fluent and what that means and what that looks like and the power of accents. Um, so it's just been a really enlightening time, you know, because my kids with their English, they got taken apparently <laughs> a couple times somewhere not sure how that ended up in their vocabulary but um it's just been interesting to study that with them and make them realize like all the 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 pros and the cons right and it's gonna um just make you know the fabric of all this history even more special unique because the history of you know it being influenced by and being a diaspora and then the way that being the Spanglish and being bilingual and then language being more fluid I think is just going to add to the complexity but also like I think our kids have to be more intuitive and with it and it adds this layer um because it's ever evolving, right? So even the stories that you're mentioning, along with the influences from different regions, it's just like what version ended up in our lap and what will it look like once our kids pass it on? Because we know that there are some children's stories that are across lots of cultures, but they are slightly different with this, you know, the, the food they're eating, what they're drinking, what the meal is, what the celebration is might be a little different, but there's or it's still little animals but what regional animal you're telling the story with right (laughs) I I remember wanting Soph to learn nursery rhymes and realizing that we do what you find on YouTube is a lot of translations to the music that English nursery like nursery rhymes in English are translated in Spanish but that's not actually what I was looking for I was like looking for authentic nursery rhymes and I'm like I don't want row 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 your boat or twinkle twinkle little star in Spanish I want to hear what the actual (laughs) or like Adina Cloica right like I didn't even know what to look for because I'm putting in like and I didn't even know how to translate nursery rhyme in Spanish you know but it was just like no I want authentic kids songs I want to and they're so funny because I think of the ones 
Papi used to sing to us and he would like sing a piece of it because then you look those up and you're hearing all extended versions and yeah or there's a, something so you know you hear them and you're just like is this even appropriate to be singing to a kid like this <laughs> what <laughs> um so all that influence just making you know it more interesting and the stories more detailed and circuitous in figuring out how it ended up that our kid is hearing it, it feels like a telephone game where it's been passed down and we tell the one we've heard and then we hear about what how it's told in other regions and then our kids will take their own version and you know there's ones you love ones I love one Dave's Dave loves but then our kids will love their own and pass on their own I know I didn't sing El Elefante as much to Soph as I know I used to sing it or um or at what ages those were the, the things that were shared with me. Um, but I think that is what's special. And I, I really like our tradition of finding some way to share this little piece of ourselves with the Torn Tribe. And we would really love to hear from the Torn Tribe some of their traditions too. So I hope some of these get you thinking and, you know, you can make some suggestions or see what you came across um, as you were reading. I, I always start with like the younger picture books, but I'm excited to also share and consider some of the things our older kids can read, what adults can read um, to keep learning and, and you know, broadening um, our own understandings of ourselves and our heritage. Yeah, um, I, d- I just think it's funny, Meme, how we always start with books. Whenever we're trying to share something with like our kids, I just been thinking about like our podcast, like mm-hmm. episodes that we've had. We always start with literacy, <laughs> and it's interesting because you could definitely do music. We have tons of music people. There's mm-hmm. tons of good songs written by tons of Hispanic Latinx um, folks and awesome beats, but. I think that what captures it for me the most, and it must be because our parents are just great storytellers. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like literacy just has like pops off the page for me when trying to share a piece of my culture with my sons. Like there's nothing like hearing my dad and I got to record him. Not to get morbid, but I got to record him because he's not always going to be around to say it. But the way that he tells the story about Cocarachita Mandinga, which I didn't realize was a cockroach until much later in my life. <laughs> that we <laughs> were he, so into hearing about every night. I know. I'm like, man, who made a cockroach sound so pretty <laughs> sitting by a balcony and getting so many proposals? But it's a great way to teach your kids animal sounds and maybe the inspiration to clean their house to find change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, clean that couch. So when I found this, um, Tales of Abuelita, uh, Tales Our Abuelitas Told, it just captured my heart because it's a book filled with a whole bunch of Hispanic folk tales and tons of stories that I had never even heard, not even a version of, but I thought it was hilarious to hear their version of Cucarachita Mendinga, which they ended up calling it Martina Martinez and Perez the Mouse. 
because <laughs> apparently in our Hispanic culture, we're just obsessed with mice. <laughs> yeah, we find but, them so cute. Yeah, apparently they're also the tooth fairy. So that's, <laughs> I don't know what kid would go to bed at night hoping a mouse goes under their pillow, but that's what we do. So um, it's just a great way to go through. So if you're interested torn tribe and just getting a collection of hispanic folk tales i definitely recommend the tales our abuelitas told because they not only tell you the story but they actually tell you all the different variations of the story and where they came from and which version they decided to go with and why and the kids were just fascinated by it because they were like oh my gosh there's so many different read the next one read the next one (laughs) did he die in this one like, no, they didn't eat him. <laughs> a new one, um, Sophia and I um, were happy to learn was Carmela Full of Wishes. And she just got a gift um, of this book. And so shout out to Target for making a point to highlight really great um, storybooks in general um, in the children's section this season, but in particular highlighting Hispanic heritage. And so it's by Matt de la Peña in collaboration with Christian Robinson. Um, And they are collaborating again since last stop on Market Street that won the Newberry Medal and the Coletta um, Caldecott honoring, uh, honor winning. So what I like about Carmela Full of Wishes The art is beautiful. It's a story of siblings, um, appreciation for each other after annoying each other. And those, you know, who doesn't need to push sibling love? Um, But also it's about hope and um, keeping a positive outlook. And so there's these little hints of two siblings going through a difficult time and they're doing something very ordinary in their day but by the end there's this very um, loving gesture by the older sibling and you see that appreciation in in the small response by the younger sibling Um, that was really beautiful so aside from the artwork and aside from it culturally being like relevant to us they were just little things about relationships and love and meaning to each other. Um, that was really nice to come across in the story. That was awesome. Um, so how did Sophie enjoy the story? I'm just curious. So she, she raptured by the pictures. She, yes. And she wasn't really catching on to the, the sibling, right? Like, it was because it wasn't really rivalry but it was like the the dynamic she she wasn't really <laughs> she, she is the younger sibling exactly right? so, <laughs> so we're oblivious oh well interestingly <laughs> enough that book ended with her asking for a younger sibling so so that oh, much gosh. oh wow you might and not I, want to read that one again exactly <laughs> so i came out to her dad and i was like no we have to throw this one out because <laughs> she can't be and so it's interesting because she didn't get caught up in the dynamic but what she said was that she wanted to have someone younger and so she wanted to relate more to the one who could be relied on who made a difference who made this choice and impact and you know and have a little person she was almost convincing almost (laughs) um but it was it was but that was the part that sparked her it was like i want to have someone little 
so that I can be the big sister. I'm like, go to bed, you're delirious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But along your lines of like trying to Google or search for nursery rhymes in Spanish, my attempt to actually teach my kids nursery rhymes that you know we heard as kids like uh, los elefantes or even sana sana Verana, you know <laughs> just the basic ones i bought um tortillas para mama and mm-hmm. it has a whole bunch of different nursery rhymes that are authentic to our hispanic culture mm-hmm. um and they aren't the row row the boat um <laughs> in Spanish <laughs> they're not our English nursery rhymes in Spanish so I, I ended up and I really like that book because again living in a Spanglish home and uh, me where I can read Spanish but speak it uh, not so great um, you know it was perfect to actually read them the different nursery rhymes so now they actually get other jokes now that they're older they hear certain things they're like wait a minute what um and so i i really enjoyed that one because it had a lot of the ones that we were told growing up and a a whole bunch of new ones as well nice um our my next suggestion i came across in the library and it was a hit um mango abuela and me um it's another picture book by meg medina illustrated by angela dominguez and um, the cover got me um, in the library because, of course, ha- first having a title that has Abuela in it and it's not um, just English and it's a relationship that's very dear to me. And then there's the Abuela on the cover and the granddaughter and a parrot. And, you know, I never, ha- no one I was close to really had a parrot, but it kind of feels like parrots are definitely Latina grandma things. Um, and... You don't remember a Panamanian parrot? <laughs> <laughs> Roger, Roger. Like, how do you not remember that? <laughs> there was a parrot in Panama? Titi Goyita still has that parrot. <laughs> yes. There's oh a parrot. Goodness. I don't remember. So, yes, it, it's so stuck in our subconscious that we just know. <laughs> maybe maybe he was mean. <laughs> he was. Maybe he was mean, or I'm offended that he didn't remember my name. <laughs> And everyone else is special. Too. <laughs> but um that so that relationship, right? The 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 yeah. gossiping, the repeating things is definitely <laughs> what the parrot makes me think of. And so this grandmother comes to live with a granddaughter in the United States, um, from her homeland and the granddaughter remembers how picturesque and being in nature and her her grandmother's home. And she's really empathetic to the grandmother's adjustment and wants to learn Spanish while she's teaching her grandmother English and who better, but mango the parrot to help both of them learn. Um, It's a, it instantly became a favorite and just the things they do together um, that so naturally bond and help you build that passing down stories. It's, it was staying up, seeing pictures with her grandmother or cooking with her after school or getting to know people in the neighborhood and her grandmother getting more and more comfortable. Um, and then Ma- Mango just 
you know, taking over and being in charge because that's what our pets do in our Latino <laughs> households. Um, it's just a really great story of, of that time, that transition, the bond, um, and the vulnerability that learning a new language, being in a new place causes and like helping each other out through that phase. So I, I definitely recommend that one. I love that because to be honest, like growing up, I think I just took it for granted that Abuela could speak both. Mm-hmm. I'm like, doesn't every Abuelita speak both languages and catch you in the middle of everything? Um, you know, so I, I think this go around of celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month, like focusing on accents, focusing on the bravery of having to learn a new language and then sometimes having to defend your heritage in the sense of like, you know, people of the same heritage not thinking you're authentic enough anymore because you've learned a new language and speak a little differently. Um, I think it's like been enlightening this time around, like focusing on that and realizing how brave, a lot of bravery in that and a lot of vulnerability. So that's that's a unique plot for a story mm-hmm. and um going through that experience so that's pretty cool so is the story told in english with spanish words scattered it's throughout like yeah yeah okay. it's spanglish yeah i was gonna say um as we're talking through it like the other ways to like embrace your culture or to learn more about hispanic and latinx culture i would say is through music like there's a lot of famous artists and I feel like there's been like a lot of um, biographies and books now about different like Hispanic artists Mm -hmm. that are enlightening. And then I would say for like older generation, I remember reading books like um, the time of the butterflies. Mm hmm right, by uh, Julia Alvarez, and just learning about different dictatorships and different forms of government through storytelling. I think Um, what I found the most beautiful about the time of the butterflies and this true historic event is I don't know that I had an image in Puerto Rico or in Panama that so strongly resonated with the people of that culture. And so learning about La Mirabal sisters and the way Dominicans honor, remember, and kind of held them so dear, I thought was so, like, beyond learning the story, behind the tragedy of living through that time Mm -hmm. in history, I just think it kind of rippled through time, how significant they were. Um, And you could still feel that. It it was, like, a really unique... um, almost like connection to the history like that connection wasn't so far gone yeah and what i like about books like the time of the butterflies or even sacred cow like it gives you insight into history that we don't get exposed to through our you know school systems Mm -hmm. yeah our educational systems here and so um i would definitely recommend like looking up different novels or 
stories about Hispanic history and like the different wars and the different dictators and even diving into a specific country because it actually impacts a lot of the culture that we see here in the United States. Um, Definitely. I was realizing, uh, you know, my shout out to Gilmore Girls and (laughs) rewatching what a highlight like in academia, like reading Russian novels or reading, but but I feel like, and while, you know, I love Gabriel Garcia Marquez, and he's mentioned often, like mm-hmm. thinking of a whole region, um, because it's not even like Spanish novels are highlighted that way, or Colombian novels, like authors are specific ones, but I think a way to kind of get to know a culture um, would be to kind of do a dive of some of their, not even if they're translated, there's something that will come across about the region, the people, the way they interact, um, that time period that I think would definitely give a deeper understanding of the people and, and their lineage. Yeah, and so, to- yeah. I, I wanted my other title for like high school adult, and it's um, one of my favorites to recommend. I, there's a passage in it I always used to use as a like a short story excerpt with students, but it's by Dalma Llanos Figueroa and it's called Daughters of the Stone. And so just like she highlights on her website, it's a lyrical, powerful novel about a family of Afro-Puerto Rican women spanning five generations, detailing their physical and spiritual journey from the old world to the new. And I have to say, a lot of my association with my culture is about the strength of the women and the lineage of women. Um, So this story really resonated with me and I'm spiritual and in my culture, I embrace the superstitious, the tall tale. I do the, just like Athena was just mentioning, I do the sana sana culita verdana and it makes kids laugh. And I embrace all of that where don't don't do that don't touch that because we're superstitious we we don't do it that way don't go out with your hair wet don't iron and then go outside like all the things that we know there's some scientific connection to we know there's a reason but we give some crazy telenovela way yes (laughs) (laughs) all of it i'm bought into all of it and um it's a story that really talks about the strength but the like the frailty and not out of weakness, but the frailty out of love and connection um, in the history. And, it, and it's a really beautiful story. Um, I really enjoyed us digging into this and talking about it. And I think even in the way our conversation on the podcast goes, you can see that we could like go on forever highlighting first that we love books and reading. And I really, really tip my hat to our parents for instilling that in us, but also that we love learning more and more about our culture. And we wanted this as more an example, because it doesn't have to be just against to, you know, we're cool. And Latinos, you know, we got it. Um, but just as a recommendation also for you to do some of that digging for yourself, for your children, um, passing on the old, maybe learning new, maybe learning a different version and that being a fun um, way to bond and, you know, celebrate and build traditions together. 
for sure every culture has some form of sason <laughs> i would hope and you know i i second that you know torn tribe like whatever your culture is like dig in appreciate it it makes you actually appreciate your family a whole lot more and the things that you do i know for my oldest son you know who we adopted from ukraine we just spent the last weekend just enthralled in his russian literature class because he's like i actually had a russian apple pie and i'm like what does that mean <laughs> like <laughs> we're american we own the apple pie <laughs> like what are you talking about but it's actually a lot like i guess mickey d's like apple pie because it's like inbred <laughs> so it's a little different but because he's ukrainian a lot of his heritage is from russia and poland and surrounding countries so we embrace it right and so we read like novel like nursery rhymes i learned how to read in russian to be able to read him his nursery rhymes and pretty sure i botched them up but he's aware of them so when the teacher brings it up and now at college he's fully aware of what she's talking about and it just brings you closer to who you know your lineage and kind of your makeup and then you understand why you do the things that you do and chuckle about it so torn drive i hope that this encourages you to dig and not only into Hispanic Latinx culture, but your specific culture. And please share with us. We would love to hear from you. And so now for our mend. The segment of the show where we share a piece of our week that helped us keep it together. And now for our mend segment where we share a highlight from the week. Well, I have to say um, this time, because my sister's a rock star and is always like plowing ahead no matter what comes up. She always has 10 more things on her agenda than any of the busiest people I know. Um, so carving out this time, doing this together, like sometimes things get crazy, but we've really found a rhythm to this that makes it, you know, it occasionally I forget to release an episode on time. That's, pro <laughs> that's only happened once in three years. That's like an amazing record. Don't um, jinx yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it makes it really easy to come back to it, even when things are hectic and crazy that we've gotten a good rhythm we enjoy you know from the ones that we curate meticulously to the ones that we put together to the the seasons that we create over the summer um we have a good flow and i really do enjoy um collaborating on this together so she's my mend oh well yeah, you beat me to it because I was going to just say ditto. Like, I appreciate you memes. You are my men. Um, you help me embrace my Latin heritage a whole lot more than I ever wanted to. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the whole superstitious stuff and the telenovela, it just seemed like, you know, I was definitely that kid were my cousins constantly and I was so relieved to hear some of my other co-workers actually say the same thing like that their cousins were introduced them as hey this is my white cousin Athena <laughs> so it's like it's like no 
I am Latina. I just don't watch telenovelas. I don't like to cook and I can barely dance. But I promise you. <laughs> I don't am... revoke my card. <laughs> yeah, I, I am Latin. I swear. <laughs> I got the hair and the complexion, <laughs> you know, to match. So um, it's it's been awesome like planning for this episode with you and just being encouraged to like look what's out there and read new books and keep seeking keep finding and embracing more of who we are so memes thanks for being my men and torn tribe i hope that you have a sibling as awesome as mine um or a friend to share yeah <laughs> that can help spur you on because we all need men's these days um it feels like life is moving super fast at warp speed and with everyone trying to go back to whatever they consider normal it's moving even <laughs> faster so <laughs> Torn Tribe, we would love to hear your men's um, and memes. Tell our folks how to stay connected. We are at Torn MLB on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please drop us an email to tornmlb at gmail.com. Thanks for joining. Choose grace. When you feel torn, choose, choose grace. grace. <laughs>